Greetings. I'm Stephanie Elizabeth Briggs, the creator of Heart Blossom, where I offer soul guidance to a global community of highly sensitive healers, artists, and visionaries. On this episode of Moon Messages, I'm delighted to share with you a replay of my conversation with Adrian Arrow Phillips as part of her Nurturing the New Paradigm online series that originally aired in March 2021. Our conversation was all about two paradigm shifts for cultivating a life-affirming culture in the day-to-day. And we covered a lot in this conversation, so I'm really excited to share it with you now. And um, gratitude to Adrian for making this available. So I hope you will enjoy this. It is absolutely very relevant to this new moon in Aries. And uh, I will be back soon with the brand new podcast. It's going to be called Soul to Life. It will continue to feature the moon messages that you know and love, as well as more of these types of conversations with some of my brilliant friends and fellow humans. And so I'm really excited to bring that to you. I'm also in the process of transforming my website and just really bringing the next phase of my work forward into the world um, with greater clarity in who and uh, what I'm here to serve. So I just thank you for being along for the ride and the journey here. Without further ado, I hope you will enjoy this conversation on cultivating a life-affirming culture. Take care. Hello. Welcome to Nurturing the New Paradigm. I'm Adrian Arrow Phillips. Super excited to just deepen in this conversation with you. So Stephanie is a soul guide, a sacred artist who's passionate about inspiring magical humans to embrace their journey and bring more of who they are to their life. She serves a global community of healers, artists, heart-centered visionaries through her sacred arts practice, Heart Blossom, where she creates transformational offerings for individuals and groups. And she's a musician. She just put out an EP so we can figure out where to find her music after this. We'll link to the bio. Um, She's a multi dimensional being with work sourced from her soul and her gifts and she has earth guides of earth and sky and her um she sources energy from her own journey as a queer witch yes i'm a queer witch as well neurodivergent person and complex trauma survivor she's a, a certified akashic Re- records practitioner and has trained in astrology body-centered psychotherapy integrative energy healing, liberatory facilitation, and the four skills of radical relating. She brings a grounded, life-affirming, and liberatory consciousness to her work, and she loves supporting clients to break free from outdated cultural and ancestral imprinting and come to a greater expression of their innate wisdom, creativity, and power. So thank you. That's so awesome. You got so many wonderful, wonderful tools in your your toolbox. Yes, I have Gemini on the midheaven, so I have all the all the bits and pieces, and somehow they come together. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm a Gemini sun, so oh, wonderful. We understand. <laughs> nice. So at the beginning of our time together, Stephanie and I created a poem together, and I'm super excited for us to share what came through us. 
Um, so yeah, let's let's share it. All right. Anyway. So connecting into the earth's wisdom, grounded and descended, trusting the process. Remember who you are and why you're here. Here to be a star seed, grounded to earth, angels, ascended masters, guides here with us. Gratitude. Can you feel your roots? How deep do they go? What layers are needing to be tended? The tending is holy. The wounds in our blood to be tended and alchemized, released like moon blood back to her. Are you willing to let go and be received? To let go of the matrices now loosened by you trusting the whisper of intuition. It begins in your bones and the weight of your body on the lawn. The body holds it all, to feel it all, to dance and shake the energy free, present in the divinity that is you. Move to the rhythm of the earth and the wisdom of the seasons. Listen to Mama Gaia. She knows and holds it all. The stars are your allies here. You are the stars, and the stars are in you. You create the universe with a single breath, a single thought, a single word. One action leads to legacy and lifetimes healed. Trust in the legacy of light. This legacy of your light was birthed in the darkness of the womb. You are both. You are free. Welcome. Mm. <laughs> thank you thank you for sharing that practice with me yeah that was a lot of fun yeah yeah I feel like nurturing the new paradigm is all about creativity and fun and just taking away the layers of density um, especially when you're mm -hmm. dealing with conversations around white supremacy and like how can we dismantle and transform and alchemize and so it's important mm -hmm. to bring that lightness to it so yeah, so thank you so much for being here. Can you tell us a little bit more about your story and how you came to be doing the work you're doing? Yes. Um, so in some ways, I don't even know how. It just sort of unfolded, um, you know, through following, uh, you know, one step after another on, on my path. But it really goes back to um, my childhood growing up and just being kind of this weird person who never felt like I fit in with my peers. And I grew up in a family that has a lot of trauma. And I experienced a lot of trauma. And that really also like added to that feeling of, I guess, like alienation, you could say. Um, and also just, um, you know, feeling like I wasn't really welcome as myself in life. Um, and so I just really tried to be different. I tried to be like the way that I was supposed to be and be like other people. And, um, which for me meant like trying to be less sensitive, less creative, um, like more, um, you know, focused on following the rules and, and pleasing other people. And even just like, you know, um, being attractive and appealing and looking good and just all the things, you know, there's like a lot of what 
we might call like narcissistic um, sort of programming in, in my family. And I think that's really like our culture. So I absorbed all of that and it just had me um, really like disconnected from who I actually was and just struggling with a lot, you know, um, just anxiety and depression and just like relationships that weren't good. And, um, so I just was always really shy and, um, eventually, you know, as I sort of followed that path, you know, forward, it got to the point where like, I realized like I'm in this whole life and like now I'm an adult and I don't like, what am I even doing here? Like, this isn't my life. Like I'm in like someone else's life. How the heck did I get here? And then starting to realize like, oh, I got here through my choices and like, I need help to, um, to like get on a different path that's more authentic for me. And so along with that, I was starting to awaken to my intuition, to my sensitivity, um, to being a witch and, you know, um, it all happens like in a mysterious way, right? Like you don't just get like, um, you know, somebody sending you a pamphlet saying, this is all the details and exactly what's going on with you and what you need to do. It's like, no, you have to be in the journey and in the mystery. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still on the journey, you know, we all are, but, um, you know, eventually I started realizing like what I was really interested in is talking about, um, talking about intuition, talking about the paranormal and, and creativity and just like living in a more authentic way which also for me has to do with living in connection with the multidimensional nature of life and just beyond, you know, our intellect mm-hmm. and, and like the material things that we can experience with our five senses to realize like there's so much more. Mm-hmm. And the more that we regard that, then we can like collaborate with life. And that's when we actually like get into a life affirming um, way of being, which is like better for everyone. Um, so yeah. So, you know, I, I made some choices along the way to like step away from the career I was in and, and leave relationships that weren't aligned. And, but now I'm in a place where I get to do work that I love and I get to work with my friends and awesome people. And like, I don't know, just, I think to sum it up, I just started realizing like how much change was possible when you go after it and um, and it does take courage and it takes support. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah. So now I just get to, you know, basically be, be out there and be witchy and, and talk to people about like cool stuff. I mean, it's really awesome. (laughs) That's amazing. I think a lot of people resonate with that journey of like, just, you know, utilize that little teeny whisper and figure out the next step and see where it takes you. I think I just read on a PDF from one of the other um, speakers, Mary Thompson Reynolds. Um, She has a PDF around writing practices and she has a quote around something along the lines of like, you you can't see further than, you know, the, the, the 40, the 40 feet in front of you, if you're like, have your head, head, I don't know the exact quote, but if you're in the dark and you have your head, your lights on in the fog, you can't see more than 40 meters a, ahead of you, but you can make the whole journey that way. And I thought that was like pretty cool to like think about. 
Yeah. And it sounds like that has led you to a really amazing, magical, a magical path because yeah, I mean, I'm so, I love, I love receiving your newsletter around um, like what is happening in the stars and what the astrology is doing. And so, I mean, right away, would you mind like talking a little bit more about the, the era that we've, we've now find ourselves in, which I think is, I just feel a lighter energy and I feel like so much more support in my throat chakra because it felt Mm. so constricting for so Mm -hmm. long, you know, and that, you know, the persecution wound of being a witch has, is, is still very present and, you know, have to continuously, you know, surround the, surround the, I feel like surrounding the fear with compassion and love and, Mm -hmm always going to be there it's like it's in our brain stem like we're always going to be humans with a fear you know like to survive but it's like how can we put ourselves out there more and more and you know create more of this momentum towards nurturing the new paradigm where exactly what you're saying all these multi-dimensional layers are not to be feared but to be like embraced and utilized and and worked with and like you know we're not really that scary as witches, like we're not, but mm. there's so much to unpack and our culture has a lot of ways to go, you know? And so for mm. us stepping up and having these conversations, it really does feel like, you know, the next step in the evolution. So mm-hmm. long, long thing to say, like, what is your, your take on the current state of, of, the astrology and where the earth is right now and, and how we can step up in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I have so many thoughts <laughs> to what you just said. So, um, but to start with the astrology, um, yeah. So, uh, anyone who follows astrology, you probably heard that, um, there was, well, there've been a number of significant events over the last few years. I mean, the, the astrological intensity has definitely ratcheted up, um, you know, which just matches what we're, what we can already sense and experience like in our normal waking reality. So, you know, it's just another lens to view it all. And I really love astrology in part because it helps you like get the systemic view, um, as well as it can help you get context for your own individual. So it kind of like can scale up or down. Um, but the, the most recent big shift has been the, um, the shift of Saturn and, uh, Jupiter into Aquarius. So they've moved from being in Capricorn, which is an earth sign that's very associated with tradition and the way that we've done things and, um, you know, like our ancestors, as well as like our established systems, um, collectively. So the government, the institutions and, and all of the culture that underlies that. Um, so it's really kind of like rooted in the past in a lot of ways. Um, and in particular, we've been dealing with the shadow elements of that with Pluto and Saturn conjuncting last year and just a whole host of things. So we've been, as you mentioned, in that really heavy, um, you know, uh, shadow revelation time of like, whoa, this is really bad. Like, we have to look at this now. Like, we can't look away. Saturn is here to, like, have us take responsibility. Um, but ultimately, that's for creating something that's sustainable long term. And so now what we're we're in just the beginning of the shift, um, that conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter in Aquarius happened at the winter solstice in December. 
2020, but it's a long-term um, influence where really we're moving from, okay, we've seen what's not working and we know like this can't continue. So now we're in the place of like, all right, how do we want to restructure? Like, how do we want to do things instead? Like, what are we creating and and really co-creating? Um, like, out, it's like moving outside of the box and it, it really is moving into um, like a collective and more community approach versus like a top-down hierarchical. So noticing that with Aquarius, like each of us individually contributes to the collective and we each have roles to play. Um, and everybody's role is a little bit different based on the gifts that they have. So there's that connection with Leo, which is the opposite archetype to Aquarius. So you're drawing on your individual Leo, sort of your your individual spark of the divine, and you're bringing it into the collective space to like add your offering. Mm-hmm. Um and now with that, there's also, as I mentioned, like an out-of-the-box thinking. So it's like we have to try something different. We have like new social technologies. And so, you know, especially now as we are just getting into this energy, like we also have to deal with what comes up in that, like the fear of being different, the fear of going against, you know, what we've known, the you know, the fear of being rejected or ostracized for speaking a truth that is not welcome, you know, things like that. Um, so it's also where we get to um, to grapple with those wounds that we might hold. Um, and, and ultimately, you know, we have the opportunity to move through that into more strength and more collaboration. And just there's a lot more room for possibility now. And and like part of that is because, unfortunately, like things had to get really bad. Yeah. Like for more people, for people who are higher in the the hierarchy of the Capricorn realm, you know, like that's just a thing about humans, especially like the culture that we're in now that like a lot of times, like, because our empathy has been so attacked by living in dehumanizing systems, like Mm -hmm. people don't have that ability to put themselves in another's position and realize like what's going on until they directly experience it. Mm. So, um, yeah, so I just, there's a lot of possibility and, and this is like a long-term thing. So it's really like, what are we building for, you know, that legacy, um, that will go beyond our individual lifetimes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And also like with that, there's the chaos of the, the process. Mm. Um, so that's another feature that we get to be with. Yes. Well, I just, I'm feeling my body just have vibrations all the way through as you're speaking such authenticity and truth. Like I can feel it resonate in my body, resonate in my body. So thank you for all of that. Wow. Yes. What tips and tool or tools or technique in particular, do you feel like you could give a listener to really tap into their self-worth and their intuition? Mm. Well, so there's a couple, like I have two paradigm shifts that I share to move toward life affirming culture, which to me is, is an antidote to, you know, to racism and white supremacy culture and, and all the, the interwoven, you know, oppressive systems and cultures that we're living with, um, that, that ultimately like have an undertone of death and, and violence and, and constriction. Um, and there's, a lot more about that. Um, there's some amazing books on that. Um, 
Columbus and Other Cannibals by Jack D. Forbes is an amazing book talking about colonialism and um, sort of like the energetics of that and and how ultimately like it it's a result of everyone being dehumanized, including the people who are doing the harm. Um, and so I'm all about like bringing us back into life affirming where we're collaborating with, um, with all of life. And so the, the two paradigm shifts that I have with that are moving from perfection to progress, like as our goal. So perfection isn't real. (laughs) It doesn't exist on earth. It just doesn't. And so it's like a waste of our, our precious life force energy to strive for it. Like it's not going to happen. Um, so instead of like wasting all that time and, and staying like stuck in the rigid perfection and how it has to be like, we can embrace the constant change that is actually like the, the essence of life here on earth. And we could shift our efforts toward progress and growth is our goal. And so when, so with all of this, it's all about to me bringing this into our daily lives. So like as you mentioned, you know, having that compassionate acceptance of like, wow, there's a part of me that like, is always trying to be perfect Mm -hmm. and thinks that I have to be, um, like almost like I have to be more than human in order to be okay. But to realize like, that's actually a toxic perspective that is not possible. And it's like just perpetuating like misery for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when we open to, shifting from perfection to progress. So like in a, in a daily, um, life that could be, you know, I have a whole to-do list of the things that I want to get done today. And, you know, I imagine that if I get all these things done, then that's going to mean like, I'm a productive person. I'm organized, whatever I believe about myself. Um, but it may be that, uh, I get a migraine on this day and Mm -hmm. I actually have to go lay down for two hours. And that means that I don't have two hours to do, to check off my things on my list. When I shift into, into this new mindset, I can realize like, okay, I still made progress. And perhaps like it actually serves my ultimate vision to have rest. Yeah. Um, so that's just one example. I mean, there's like, you can apply in any way really. Um, and then the second paradigm shift that I would also, it's all about applying in the day-to-day um, is shifting from performance to practice mm-hmm. as like our orientation to moving through whatever we're doing. So again, we're not here to perform our lives like for any human or divine audience. Mm-hmm. Like we're here to like literally be alive as these divine humans like there's a paradox right there somehow we're both human and divine and like we're meant to welcome all of it um and i really believe and know strongly that we're here to live and learn through that what i consider a sacred practice of being human um and then practicing every day so again it's like um, how can I show up today? Like, what do I want to try out today that aligns with my values or the the world that I want to co-create, the world that I want to experience? Um, and just like really bringing it down, rooting it down into, um, into that day-to-day. Yeah. Um, so really like to me, it's about starting with those shifts and allowing that to inform like whatever it is that we're up to. Yes. Woo. 
Thank you. <laughs> I love that. Yes. So from performance to practice and from mm-hmm. the first one again was perfection to progress. Progress. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That makes me think of like the practice of just all of us being in our own homes and what's the most important thing, but our own stories we tell ourselves. And that's Mm -hmm. definitely a practice. And that's, that starts from within, you know, it's like, it, it, it's, it's not, it's not about out there. It's, it's, it's about what we are telling ourselves and is that life affirming, you mm-hmm. know, kind of the old paradigm of like lack and not enoughness or is scarcity, not, not enoughness, or is that of like the new paradigm, what you're saying is like a practice of self-love and a practice of compassion, a practice of forgiveness, a practice of like, hey, I made three meals today and rested. That's enough. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that, yeah, think like I... Mother Earth has given us this time for for a reason to to you know to to deepen into those those paradigm shifts. So thank you so much for for giving us those those you know those constructs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I want to kind of deepen into also a little bit more about you said uh, kind of dismantling the your, your your wording is like from destructive conscious like destructive underlying kind of violence non-life affirming to life affirming Mm -hmm. and um my my framework that kind of gets to the same thing is um from from the patriarchy to the creatriarchy and from Mm. the equitable from white supremacy to equitable sovereignty and from cisnormativity to love elementality and from um, heteronormativity to, to, to radical respect. So basically just like these, these pieces of like life affirming new paradigm solution, solutionary ways to, to think about things. And so, so I just wanted to hear your perspectives about deepening into particularly the wounds of whiteness and white supremacy as this is this, um, event is really meant to to go deep into to those conversations and and alchemize and and tend and you know you know deepen into to what we are here to here on earth to heal right because I love how you're saying about not ascending out of anything but really being grounded with what we've been given in this body, in this lifetime. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, such big topics, right. It's hard to, um, oh, to, to summarize, but yeah, I mean, I think, um, okay. So yeah, the, the, the ascension piece. So with, with all of these like supremacy culture and, and of course, like supremacy culture, um, as a systemic, um, institution, um, Mm -hmm. is like constantly creating and perpetuating trauma, right? Like, so it's primarily, um, you know, doing harm to people who are the target, who are marginalized, um, in that culture. But it's also, as I mentioned, um, it, it requires dehumanization, like all around. Um, and I believe that this has something to do with like trauma, like the trauma is really at the root of it. 
And what I know from my own personal journey is that trauma tends to make us ungrounded in our bodies. It tends to, um, as a way to temporarily survive and be safe in a a survival situation, um, we often like dissociate or kind of like go up into our heads or we may learn that like we have to strategize, you know, using our minds and we have to figure it out or perhaps like we can't trust anyone or any number of like, you know, different forms that that will take. But um, ultimately, we are in a culture that is highly traumatized. Um for, for so many reasons. And so first of all, it's to realize that it's so much more than any one like thing or one person or one place. Like we're all in it. We're all in the system in different ways. And we all, as you said, like have that sovereignty of how, what we choose to do with our positionality. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, it's like realizing that it's not just about you. It's about like the collective because like we all impact like the world around us. Um, and that's where we have power. So when you heal yourself, you become more available to show up um, toward what we're co-creating. You become more available to use your gifts and, and use your power to serve what matters to you. Um, and so with with this whole ascension thing, you know, like a lot of people say, like, oh, we're ascending and we're reaching enlightenment and that's what we're going for. And like, that's really popular in new age talk. But really, like what I understand is that we we rise by rooting. So we're actually like bringing, um, you know, we could say like a more expansive soul consciousness. And we're meant to actually bring that into our bodies and root it down. So like literally through being present in our bodies, which means feeling things. Yes. including feeling pain and feeling discomfort and feeling despair or like whatever it is that we feel when we actually regard like what's happening in the world, when we regard like what we've participated in, mm-hmm. um, like what our families have participated in, like what's the legacy, just like looking at the whole picture, like especially, you know, like as a white person, like I have patterns of like, I retreat into my head and I intellectualize and that's how I help myself feel safe. But it's like, I have to realize that like, first of all, like I actually am like safe um, in the scenario that like my sense of safety um, is, is a felt sense um, more than, than a tangible reality sometimes. And so it's my role to be willing to be uncomfortable and allow um, myself to shift and open to a new way of doing things um, that ultimately is needs to be happening from like deeper in our bodies. Um, and so as, as we individually take part in this, um, we, we energetically can become more grounded um, and more alive in our bodies. And then as more people do that, we shift the collective culture and just like literally the energy um, you know, from this, all the supremacy culture energy, which is ungrounded, dissociated, overly intellectualized, um, and real in like, and disconnected from reality. Like there is a level of psychosis. Mm. Yeah. Of like, oh, and, and gaslighting, right? Like, oh, it's like this, but like, this is just something that we made up because it serves an agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we each have the opportunity to shift the legacy of trauma, the legacy of violence and withdraw our participation from that um, so that we're not being part of perpetuating that further. 
yes. like a culture and and a system that perpetuates violence. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's it's viral. Like that's how it moves. Um, so like it's just like in some ways with COVID, right? Like mm-hmm. I have to take action to protect other people from me if I may potentially have COVID and I might not even be able to know if I have it, mm-hmm. but I still have to take action to protect other people. Wow. So that's what I'm talking about. And so whether it's white supremacy, whether it's patriarchy, whether it's heteronormativity, like any of the the isms, capitalism is a big one that interlaces with all of them. Um, Like it starts with how we can be with ourselves. And then that gives us resources to also like be more open and affirming with others. So it goes hand in hand. It's not an either or like the binary thing is another feature of supremacy culture Mm. as is rigidity, Mm. like, and rigidity in our bodies, right? Like that's a feature of whiteness. I know I feel that Uh in my body. And so, you know, for me, that's also something that I talk about with my family. Like I've been having conversations with my mother about our particular family and how this shows up in our family in the way that we've done things and the family stories and the w- things that we avoid, the things that we go for, the things that we prioritize. And it's like, it's not easy stuff, fun stuff to talk about. Um, but it's really important. And yeah. I guess the last thing I want to say with that is like what I know from my own healing journey personally with like grappling with my family of origin trauma, um, it can feel like it's impossible to heal. Like, this is the core of who I am. Like I'm just broken and damaged forever, but like I continually find that healing can be miraculous. Like, and often just when you get to that point where you believe that it can't possibly change, you just take a few more breaths and then suddenly you're like on the other side of it. Mm. Like it's, it's magic. I don't, I don't know. Um, And so with all of that, I just am all about cultivating, um, and, and opening ourselves to, to divine love as a support in this process. And to me, yes. divine love is, is an energy of what we might know as unconditional positive regard, which is like pure acceptance mm. of what is. And when we actually create space for acceptance of like, this is what's here. We don't have to like it, but we have to accept that this is here right now. And when we can have that acceptance, it creates space mm-hmm. for like, what's next? What do we do with this? Yes. Ooh. My kitty likes it too. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. It's midnight. My black cat with the crooked tail. Like the mm. I am. Wow. My heart space is just that's been a really huge piece of it for me is like your the name of your com- of your organization of your of your your work is Heart Blossom and I literally have been feeling that in my heart and like how it feels tangible now to to feel this this heart energy that is not anything that has to do with here it's like so much here and also so much in the womb space like those are the two places that the new the nurturing the new paradigm really really happens and so yeah thank you for all of those things that I just, I know there's so many white people who are going to be listening to this that are going to be very grateful 
for hearing you just lay out all of those different pieces of those interconnected pieces we were just talking that we're both Gemini so like you see all the interconnected pieces all the time and it's it's important to like really put it together and like just simplify it into like yeah divine love from the heart space divine grounded and rootedness from the from the womb space for me it's it's like this year I got chickens and it's like the daily practice of going down and like feeding my chickens making sure they have water making sure they have food you know checking if they you know laid eggs and if they did sending gratitude and love for for a mutual creation here on mother earth and it's like it's that simple and that profound at the same time to really shift, you know, and, and release these, these ideologies of white supremacy or supremacies, interrelated supremacies, as you're saying, into this, this nurturance of, of what we know is possible um, and what we are literally living into with this conversation. So thank you so much. Yeah. Really amazing. Yeah. And I just, I just want to add, um, just to be clear that like, I'm not saying like, all you have to do is love yourself and that takes care of everything. Right. Like that's like the foundation to being able to take action that has, that like has a tangible impact for others. Right. So like, I'm not going to tell you what actions are yours to take. That's like your role to to figure that out. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm just saying that, um, like we need that foundation in order for it to be sustainable and have the resilience, especially as, as white people, you know, we tend to not have a lot of emotional resilience, which is a characteristic of, of trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to work for that. And then that allows us, that enables us to also to take other actions um, so that it's not, a, again, it's not a one or the other, right? It's like a both and. Thank you for that. Yeah, that piece mm-hmm. is very important that you need to. Yeah, thank you. That was that was brilliantly said. <laughs> that it's it's not just all it's not just all love and light. We got to go deep into the shadows. We got to dig deep into the into the into the comp, you know, to to find to to figure out how to tend, to really tend. I, I another um amazing colleague Charlotte Wynn Wynn says like tend, like continue to tend. And that energy of tending to me feels like both of both, both and of the heart space. And also like, you can't not take action. You gotta, you gotta keep stepping up in whatever ways, you know, you're, you're being called to by intuition. So thank you so much for that. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you would like to say before I ask my final question? Um, you have such amazing, 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 um, just wisdom to share with us. So thank you for all of this. It's been, yeah. Um, oh my goodness. I don't know. I mean like spirit, you know, like they're just talking, like if we could sit here for three hours and they would keep giving me stuff to say. So, um, well, I do want to say, first of all, that, um, I opened my Akashic record before this. So I've been channeling from there sort of in the background as I've been speaking, um, And uh, I think the main thing that I just want to add is for everyone listening and watching, like you're ultimately your job as a human is to be yourself Mm -hmm. because that's when we have a whole planet of people being who they are and allowing their gifts to come forward. That's when we have that thriving 
collective that's like the highest expression of Aquarius. So um, it can feel really scary, especially for magical people. And, and I know we didn't get to get into too much of the, the witch wound and all that stuff. But, um, you know, we have to move through. We have to have courage to be ourselves. But ultimately, I believe that's why we're here. We're not here to be somebody else. Yeah. Um, and usually, um, you know, when we're trying to get away from who we are, we're trying to escape or, or get away from our humanity, like in the mess of it. That's where we actually really need to stay and get more present. Um, that's when there's possibility for change to happen. Yeah. Wow. So my final question is, um, what is the feeling of the new paradigm you, you wish to imagine into, or you, you do nurture mm. for yourself? What is the feeling? I think for me, um, aliveness is is the word so just just feeling energy throughout my body um and and feeling that vibrance um and and the the sense of connectedness to all of life you know whether it's the trees or the birds or um you know an object a, a rock that i have or another person or you know the elements um just like really like feeling alive in that web of existence um, to me is really visceral. And that's what I try to root into every day. Beautiful. Yeah. That's, that's such a great place to be. And, and that, that includes, that includes the gamut of emotion, right? It's like mm-hmm. feel all the feelings and to not push anything away, but allow all of it. And thank you so much. Where can we yeah. find you if we want to connect and stay connected with you and go deeper into your work and, yeah. Yeah. So um, the best place to find out like everything that I'm up to is at my website, which is heartblossom.life. Um, I'm on social media, but very intermittently. So um, you may or may not see recent updates there. Um, and in particular, like one thing I just want to highlight is that I'm going to be offering a spring equinox circle, um, that's open to anyone who wants to sign up. Um, so you can see more about that on my website. And I also have the Starlight Society, which is my member community for magical humans. Um, so that's like the main place that I'm really loving hanging out these days and just like getting to be with my people and share astrology and sacred sound. And we have circles there. And, um, like, I really just want to engage with my people like wherever. Um, so yeah, or you could send me an email, Stephanie at heartblossom.life. Um, love hearing from people. So yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. My, I can feel it in my body how, how sensitive you are to all of these different pieces. And it's just, it's a, it's been a pleasure to, to connect with you. And I know that so many people are just enjoying and getting so much, so much um, grounded wisdom from this. So thank you so much. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. Yeah. Until next time. Thank you so much for joining us. Much love. (laughs)